up to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off. Hey, guys, don't forget. Uh, Mesa, Arizona, May 11th and 12th, comedy off Maine. Is it off Maine? On I, Maine. Was, I was talking uh, near to Maine, the, the listeners when I said don't forget. I didn't realize you had already forgotten. <laughs> uh, yes, comedy off Maine in Mesa, Arizona, May 11th and 12th. Maybe I'll just be in charge of the announcements from here on. You're the one with the phone in your hand. The phone doesn't say anything. <laughs> It's just a it's just a phone. What do you mean? You have a calendar. Oh. Uh, uh, tickets, pre-sale tickets. Get the pre-sale tickets on our Facebook group, Facebook page. I remember that we have a Facebook page. It's great. If you put a Mormon and a Methodist together, this is what they sound like. So read our friends, listen to them talking to Mike. I just want a regular donut, though. Like, I just want, like, a regular... <laughs> do, I don't need donuts this voodoo... are no, famous. No, yeah, they're famous. Well, just, they're famous for the... They're like, oh, hey, hey, man, you know all that... You know all that weird shit you never thought would taste good <laughs> on a donut? Guess what? It doesn't. <laughs> I don't want... If I wanted bacon, I would just go buy bacon. <laughs> like, I, I can get bacon. If I wanted cocoa puffs, I can <laughs> I can eat cocoa puffs. I don't need it on. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want, need to combine yeah. all of my foods into one uh, food. So when I want a donut, I just want this regular. And so Banbury Cross is all, like, that's it's in Salt Lake City. It's my favorite donut in the whole world. It's just a regular, it's just do a basic donut. Do they have NyQuil donuts, though? Is that a is that a voodoo thing? I feel like uh, I read about. I think they got in trouble for it and had to take it off. Uh, but it was a thing at some point, very early in uh, voodoo donuts, only <laughs> in Portland. Yeah, they had the dick and a balls. Ni- <laughs> You've seen that, right? Yeah. It's like a, and then, uh, yeah, there was a there was a Nyquil donut, which sounds disgusting. Uh, well, I, as someone who can't resist a bedtime snack, uh, <laughs> that sounds... Actually, uh, yeah, it would kill two birds, one stone. Yeah, there you go. You. I feel like I'm not hungry, and I know that it's bad for me, but I just am so... I've trained myself that it's so hard for me to go to sleep with, you know, like, let's just get a cookie and some milk. Let's just yeah. have a nice you love nice a little dessert before little go to sleep. before bed. What is your favorite donut? Uh, this isn't funny or entertaining, but I just felt like what I is my favorite yeah. donut? Do you have a donut you get every time uh, that doesn't have cereal in the? No, icing? I mean I just. All right, so my favorite donut would probably be um, just a cake donut with uh, with yeah, oh. like a like a like a vanilla cake donut with frosting and maybe some sprinkles, but it doesn't have huh. to. Doesn't have to be. Wow. I also like the chocolate bars. I'm, I'm of course only talking about donuts from Banbury Cross. Okay. Ethan always gets rainbow sprinkles. Yeah. Rainbow sprinkles every time. That's what he wants. I like uh, uh, the cream filled kind. 
Bavarian. Yeah, I never, I never. Yeah, no, Bavarian not Bavarian. Cream? What's it called? There's a cream-filled one with chocolate on the top. It's not Bavarian cream. But there. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway. I don't. I don't ever get filled donut donuts. Like. Okay. I don't uh, ever get filled donuts. Mm-mm. I don't like jelly. Yeah, I don't like my that. donuts. Gross. Mm-mm. But I do like to dunk it in milk. Oh. <laughs> what if we just did an hour-long oh. podcast about donuts? What do you mean? Are we not doing that? I thought this. <laughs> I've written down right here. This is the donut episode. <laughs> Uh, I got, I got, I'm in these Facebook groups now. Right. That I joined. Uh, these ex-Mormon Facebook groups, which I joined for the purpose of whoring out this podcast. <laughs> I was like, well, I just, I was like, uh, I feel like these, this is the audience we're trying to reach. I want to reach them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you were hate, so self-conscious I about it. And I'm like, they're going to love it. Like, I don't, this, the, like, I don't want to just come into something where they have a community yeah. where they have, especially because all right, so I don't I'm like a member of any Facebook groups except a stand-up group. So I can collect drama from across the nation. Yeah. Uh, that's, but other than that, so I'm trying to join these groups and they had questions that I had to answer in order that uh, like an administrator checked my answers, uh, to, to to approve so i'm like this is their community something that they're guarded that they guard that they want to be careful about who they let in and i'm just coming here to be like hey everybody i'm in town i'm selling some uh, some magical hats everybody want to come on down to aaron's hat shop uh, like and they run me out of town on a rail uh so i was i felt nervous about that so uh, i, I so wish I, everyone could have seen that day <laughs> the little jig that i did little, <laughs> Uh, 76 trombones, everybody. Uh, but I did, yeah, there was one I made, I made this post that I was nervous about, but everyone really liked it. Yeah. They inter- it is because it is the target audience. Because to us, we just see our, uh, our peers and ourselves, uh, having to like, uh, self promote, which we hate. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, some of our friends do it in the, some of our other, some other comedians do it in completely inappropriate places, like in comedians groups to other comedians. Like yeah, we give that a don't, shit. That don't live in your state and uh, can't come to your show. <laughs> I'm just like the fuck is wrong with this dude. Uh, but so, yeah, I'm conscious of you're that. sharing content that is of interest to people right. who want to consume content on this subject. So mm-hmm. uh, I was like, yeah, dude, they're gonna love it. Don't be like uh, feeling like you're spamming because you're not. You're mm. giving them, you know, you're not selling uh, fucking whatever people sell. <laughs> Magic hat. <laughs> I um You're not selling body wraps. Those body wraps <laughs> that's exactly what I was just thinking. Saran wrap your your six pack. Uh those work by the way. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh <laughs> okay, so in the group though. I'm in that been... group now. Uh, so I'm in these groups now now that's all filling up my feed these days because I joined a bunch of them. Yeah. And that's just like everything I post is like something in an ex Mormon Facebook group. And uh I don't think I'm as mad. I don't know if I'm mad enough to be in the groups. You are. They're. Uh, they're. They seem so. They seem so mad. You are the. You have a completely different vibe than everyone else I've encountered since. Uh, you still are, are you, very you, you respectful. Do you know the Mormons? Uh, well, like now that I'm. I'm tuned into this. And, oh, okay. uh, and I, everyone else I know that left like Christianity are all, uh, like to talk a lot of shit. I noticed there are subjects you don't like to, uh, talk about because you are very respectful to everyone that is still a Mormon. Yeah. 
Uh, you are respectful about, so like we've done stuff in photo shoots or whatever that you're like, you don't want to hurt the feelings of people uh, yeah. that, that still yeah, find that stuff sacred. Where I'm like, let's just go crazy. And mm -hmm. you're like, uh, but this is still something sacred to people and this is going to. Uh, and I also, well, just for a couple of things, um, uh, two reasons. Number one, I've always been respectful of everyone's. Uh, sacred things. Right. Yeah. Okay. When I was when I was uh, a believing Mormon, I was still really respectful of uh, of everyone else's religion, which is why I, that dude who heck who got so mad at me at that at that one show pissed yeah. me off so much because he was like he was he was he told me hey hey leave the leave the Mormon church out of this and I started talking to him and, and I was like oh so are you the only one who's allowed to talk about the Mormon church and he was like well I wouldn't say anything negative about anyone's religion and I. Uh, Ugh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Because if I had been if I had been a Catholic comedian talking about my exit from the Catholic Church on stage, he no wouldn't way. have heckled Absolutely me. He right. wouldn't have said he wouldn't have given two shits about the about hey, leave leave the Catholic Church out of this. They're not a part of this. You know? But I, I've always been respectful of other people's religions. I served a mission in Italy in Catholic country, and uh I was really weird about going into uh, Catholic churches because I they're why would so, you go in their church well they're they're famous they're like you go to like the, the oh, Duomo okay, gotcha. like you just like you want to go into the Duomo or whatever I, I just thought maybe you guys were supposed to go well sometimes we did church, no we did insane. like yeah but like so we'd be going in as tourists right right and I just it's just it's hard to explain some a lot of missionaries just went in the attitude of like, oh wow, look at this! Isn't this kind of crazy? Look, you know, and I'd be and I'd be like, whoa, stop, man! Like, this is somebody this is the way you somebody. feel the way you feel about our church and like how God lives there and stuff. Like, it's how they. That's so are we. And you know, like I wanted to follow all their practices, like, wow. and I wanted to be very like I wanted like I and I didn't want to follow them half heartedly or like not. So like I wanted to know all the things and like get really. I'm like, all right. Do you should I do this cross as I come in or what? Like, and I like would talk to bishops and stuff and like find out things because I wanted to uh, be respectful because this is their this is their house this is their their church, so like we would go to nobody's like that. By the way. <laughs> no religious person uh, <laughs> that I've ever encountered is not. I'm not gonna say nobody, but the majority of people are very smug about how their religion yeah, is right. We were, smug is a very great way to describe us 19, 20, 21 year old kids. Right. And I hated it. I didn't want to do that uh, in someone else's church. I was pretty smug anyway, in other yeah. ways, but like at least there on their turf, I tried, I wanted to act the way I would want them to act in my temple or in my church, whatever. Uh, so we would go to midnight mass. Missionaries had the uh, the opportunity, the ability the on Christmas, you could leave your apartment and go to midnight mass just to have the cultural experience. Right. And it was treated like a fun thing because, I mean, we're not allowed to go out at night. Right. There you are. You get to go out and you go. And it, so it's treated like this fun thing, this tourist thing, this thing that I felt like was done with a smile on her face is where we got to be like, ooh, look how weird. Look at this tradition. <laughs> you know, like, ooh, wow. Just rich. And I, yeah. But I, I would get really, really somber because and like, cause it would make me think things, too, about how I would sit there and think about how 
convinced all these Catholics were that, that they were doing the right ordinances. And I would think about how that's exactly how I feel like in a Mormon church, you know, I, right. I would get, I would take these, I would take midnight mass so fucking serious that I would like, I would go home Christmas morning feeling like real, I don't know. My second Christmas in Italy, we did it in St. Mark's cathedral in Venice, which is like, and it was actually a, I had an amazing spiritual experience that night. I loved it. I loved it. We read, we were alone in Venice, this four missionaries just walking around. Uh, and we read the nativity story out of Luke, uh, wow. together in an empty park that had like fog coming in off the water, like just fog over the, and they were like, it's just, Venice is empty. It's just, it's a fun ex uh, to be in Venice when it's dark and empty and there are no tourists around. It's just quiet. You can just hear water everywhere. You can just hear it echoing down these like rocky little corridors, but there's also, uh, Christmas lights everywhere. There's lights hanging up everywhere, but it's completely still and silent. And it's just us four dudes. We're reading. Anyway, I, that was my favorite Christmas ever of all time. And I, uh, anyway, I loved how I felt in St. Mark's that night right. because I took it. I was like, I want to feel God's presence here. Anyway, I'm respectful about anyone's religion. And now, now that that's not my religion, it's someone else's religion. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm respectful. Uh, but it's also even, I think I'm probably more respectful than I am of others because I know so many Mormons personally, right? right? Like, I don't know like how close I am, uh, with, ha with how many Buddhists or, or Muslims or whatever. It's easier for me to take it more seriously because I, I know how many, I, I can, I know how many people I would offend right. with this thing. And I just, I don't want to. My second reason is that no one, no one ever disrespected the church to me that like of my friends that left Mormonism, right? They were all quiet about it. Like I knew that they did and no one, no one ever tried to rope me into a missionary discussion. You know, no one has ever like, Aaron, I want to show you the truth. Aaron, I want, I want, I want you to wake up and get out of this. No one ever even pushed wow. me. No one ever was like, Hey man, you should try to read this. Hey, I did it completely on my own. Which is the only way that works. Yeah, at least for me. Yeah. At least for me, I mean, I think it just would have taken longer if you had suggested something. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. And I, you know, Aaron. yeah, Austin and Aaron. Uh, I'm much, I'm likely to do it faster on my own. But I feel like that's such an important journey. I really am grateful for the respect that my loved ones showed me where they let me make it on my own. And they didn't, they didn't try to influence me one way or the other. And then I got out. And people were happy to see me, happy that I made it. But like no one had ever made me feel like I was lesser than because uh, I wasn't out. And that's an attitude. It's the same smugness that you see on the other side. People get out. Right. And then, I mean, and you see this a ton at open mic in Salt Lake. This is where I see, because like every, so many ex-Mormons in Salt Lake and uh, so many people that think they're telling edgy stand-up, but it's just hacky shit that every comic in Salt Lake ever yeah. has done because everyone's had that same exact thought. But you see a lot of this, like this smug attitude of making fun of the Mormons. It's like, <laughs> Like you weren't uh, just one of them 18 yeah, months ago. Yeah, exactly. And that was the only thing that from that night where I got heckled and had to deal with that guy it was that I performed twice and two different people said that in your first set you seemed Aaron you seemed like you were making fun of the Mormons and in your second set you didn't you seemed uh, nicer and I still maintained them like you read your own interpretation into it but I didn't know that you had heard that yeah yeah so like in that email they got forwarded to me oh, they yeah, said that yeah. and then the woman who forwarded the email also also said that um, and 
I don't. I know all of your jokes. I don't think that I any know. of them I think are. They're d- making fun of you as a Mormon. It is. So I do believe that you uh, interpret art however you want to, and it's your interpretation says a lot more about you than it does the artist. Right. At least for good art, anyway. And so I believe that people that want to to be offended or that want to that that ha- already have like the complex, the fear that I'm going to be smug, they could read that into it. Yeah. But I also believe that. I tell I've told the same jokes before and gotten different reactions out of them based on my mood. Like in the beginning of the divorce, like if I was ever like too sad or too like right. there were there were times where my jokes came off super playful and times when I told the exact same joke in what I thought were the exact same words in the exact same way in my body language, in my tone of voice, in the volume, in my face, something made it way sadder for people they're right. like and so and i knew like on the nights that i was actually sad i had worse sets so i do believe that it's possible that i i told the joke in a way because i it's a, to act like i'm not bitter at all or the act that i'm not smug at all or to act like that's wrong because yeah. i absolutely i absolutely have those moments and they're like while I'm not like so mad at the church where I feel like these people are posting all these memes that are like, Oh, aren't they so dumb? Uh, I, I think that that's uh, a stupid, uh, use of time, but I, I've definitely had thoughts like that where I just, am like, oh, I can't believe they believe this guy. Yeah. I can't believe they're doing, you know, I have those thoughts. So yeah. I, it came to, I can't say that like, uh, they're those, those two women were wrong if they yeah. if, you know maybe i was maybe, maybe yeah. i was so you're not saying it in words but you're saying it but you're i thinking will, it loud i will enough. say that i feel like the that uh when I, I have i have an act which is also i don't know in this case a symbol for just me i am me yeah. this is who i am and to the mormons i seem so angry and and like I'm being so unfair to the Mormon church before this podcast even came out when I had just released artwork and when I was just like promoting it just Mormon the method I had Mormons that were upset with me already yeah They're, because I, I was because I was being shoot. so so unfair to the Mormon church yeah and then I am the exact same way to the ex-Mormons and I feel like to them I go too easy on the church yeah and like uh, I'm not uh, or like I'm an apologist. That's what I don't want to be an apologist. I don't feel Do like people I am. perceive you as an apologist. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it's uh, a strange feeling to feel like I got uh, no home, you know, yeah. like that. I've just uh, uh, perceived one way by one group and another way by the other group. And That's very interesting. I'm like, it's more really just in the middle and I think that I wish leaving, you guys both liked me. I also have a need to be liked by yeah, every person on the bit. planet. So uh, <laughs> in the wrong field. Uh I think leaving uh meth there are some similarities. Mm-hmm. You didn't lose friends though, right? Like you maintained, would you say you maintained your relationships with people who were still in the church? Not fam. I'm not talking about your family. I feel like I've already for years had been changing my friends on my own. Okay. I already was hanging out more with uh, people that weren't Mormon. Do you call people that aren't Mormon Mormon secular? 
Yeah, okay. secular is a good word. Okay. I just I I feel like the co- the code word that I used, like that we used at BYU, was just cool. <laughs> <laughs> we were just that was that was code word. We'd, we'd be like, we'd be like, hey, you should meet Matt and Danny. I'm like, are they cool? And they're like, yeah, 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 they're cool. Uh, but uh, no, I feel like I pulled away from. They're just people you can't be friends with anymore. The uh. I mean, I, I've talked about him to you a lot. I had this one missionary companion who's just the best. We got along so well, and I love him and look up to him and respect him so much. I feel like, I don't know, I respect him in a million ways. And one of the ways in which I do respect him is that he's constant. I like can't say that we drifted apart because he didn't drift. He stayed, he is just the same, he is just this constant person. And I drifted and I felt all through college where I just was like, I don't like hanging out with him anymore. I don't feel the same. Like I feel so weird around him because you were drifting away from Mormonism. Yeah, I was changing. I was changing. And so I felt uncomfortable. And so then I pulled away. But I don't think I've had anybody, anyone that was Mormon be like, oh, you're leaving the church. Well, you're dead to me now. No one's ever been like that. Luckily, I'm growing up in a time where most of my peers are leaving the church. Yeah. That's also that's uh, helpful. Well, that that is very similar. When I when I left meth, uh, I was one of the first people to get clean in my crew. And uh, it was abrupt. Like, for, from the... Uh, there were people who would uh, try to get clean all the time. I would make fun of them and tell them they were wasting their drugs. Uh, there were people who would like be fixated on the idea of getting clean. They would go on a bender and then go to detox or whatever. Um, most of my friends, we all just felt like we were lifers. But I was definitely, everyone else had kind of like a uh, life would be better if we weren't getting high attitude. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's bullshit out there. Like it sucks. Like, it's a rat race of garbage eking out your existence. I have no interest in that. And uh, in true Jessa fashion, the space of time in between me deciding that I'll get clean and getting clean was moments uh, because that's how I operate. And so uh, it was abrupt and I was just gone. And I moved across the country and had no idea that these friendships that meant so much to me, I only hung out with people on meth. I did not associate with anyone that wasn't on meth. And we went through so much shit together uh, that I thought that these were lifelong friendships that would never end. And when I got clean, no one had time to talk to me. And I called everybody and nobody wanted to talk to me. And I was across the country, but then uh, they were just immediately severed. And what happened, uh, because social media didn't exist yet. And then what happened, uh, like a year later, I get my first MySpace account. And then it wasn't really until Facebook, where as people started to get clean, they would add me on Facebook. And then we would reconnect, which I see you doing with a lot of ex-Mormons that were friends of yours at different... Yeah, it's like, I don't think it... Not a ton of them that are coming out is like our... It's not like we like were closer and then fell away, but a lot of people right now are coming out of the woodwork after hearing the podcast and being like, "Hey, me too." Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of people that I've just known because it's just I don't know. Uh, but a lot of your ex Mormon friends were once your Mormon friends. Yeah, that yeah. you connected through f- social media, and then during uh, yeah. we're all alone, uh-huh. they you reconnected, and we visit them when we're in different towns. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, so very similar. Uh, most of the people that attend shows in Portland. Uh, all my friends the, in Portland. Do you want to keep doing this podcast in front of the mirror? Or uh, <laughs> is this, I can't tell. If, like, I keep playing with if, my hair. Oh, constantly. <laughs> and, I, and you just look at yourself twirling your hair and then tuck it under your headphone. And then you look at me and then uh, and then 10 seconds later, you look in the mirror and you just like, you're just jaw jacking, but with hair. Okay. Well, uh, when I am not with you, I eat meals <laughs> of food. And not coffee. <laughs> gallons of coffee i do drink gallons of coffee <laughs> but i put food in there also and so i am feel kind of high right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> you look at <laughs> all right leaving this in all right uh in portland uh you reconnected with yeah a bunch almost of people. everyone now everyone has gotten clean because a couple of friends that I just saw at a show we just did in Portland were like the last ones, which was amazing because they were my best friends. Uh, yeah. Those were my best friends through the whole thing. And I was. Uh, Wait, the guys that said that they would do me? No. Oh, okay. No, that was somebody else. So what it was is that they were, we were f friends and we did because it's, uh, these are some of my best friendships now are people that I got high with. Uh, because we did experience all these things together, but while they were still getting high, there just wasn't, um, when they were still getting high and I got clean, there just wasn't anything for us to connect over. Is my chair making noise? Okay. And then when, um, once they got clean, we reconnected that friendship, which I feel like is similar yeah, it's been really nice. I feel like um, everybody withdrew the same way I did. You're worried that everyone's going to feel differently about you when you leave the church. And so you just you don't want to really necessarily make an announcement about it. You don't want to tell everyone. So it just kind of goes unsaid. You don't tell anyone. And then you find out that like, oh, wait, like that person that I was scared to tell, like yeah. they're not Mormon either. And you're just you're, you're excited. You're like, what? You too? You me too, and you and you're like you can't believe because you're like oh you were so Mormon I never would have thought and blah 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 or you know I and so I feel like there are people that message me that didn't know that I was out which I did find weird where I, like for a couple people I'm like how did you not you didn't know yeah <laughs> but uh, then yeah so that that kind of reconnecting is is really fun and especially because then you have someone to bond. Uh, you have so much to bond over the yeah. same way that we bonded over our mission experiences. Uh, like now uh, we were bonded over like I, my, my trainer, right. Who's uh, my father figure on the mission. I think of him like in those terms, I have such fond memories of how he taught me to speak Italian. He taught me how to say mercoledì, you know, because I walked around, uh, uh, we walked around town for like weeks at a time. Me shout mercoledì, mer mercoledì. Mer and he's like mercoledì. And I'm like, God, you know, like I, these, these, he taught me how to be a missionary. Right. And now He's teaching me how to take bong rips. It's yeah. very, it's, yeah, it's cool. You are going around smoking we, weed with people that you, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, it's it's nice that we have something else to connect with. You know, we share that common ground. We're like, oh, when I first did this and like how how you can you can uh, connect over like how you feel weird around your parents. You you know, it's very, it's very nice to have someone in the new world 
that you also knew in the old world. Absolutely. Uh, imagine what it was like for people in older generations that left the church and were a huge minority. Yeah, and that also couldn't connect over the internet. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, has is Mormonism not a religion that ostracizes people that leave? Oh, it absolutely. You okay, have a, so some, paint, a lot of people They paint an awful like picture. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. So, like, even, uh, like, these missionary buddies I'm talking about, they, they're telling me this stuff about, oh, uh, their parents don't really talk to them or like they had to give up this, give up that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, I don't think my parents would ever, I, I make jokes about how they, I got to sneak it in with the divorce news, you know, and like they, they haven't really reacted to it fully, which I do think is, is true in certain senses. Uh, but I also have no fear that my, my parents would ever, ever issue any sort of bullshit concert with people. And they're like, "Well, well, you're not, you're not going to come over for Christmas or, or I'm going to wow. cut you out of the will. Or something. Fuck you. You're such a bad parent then. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. That you would, that's so stupid over, over religion. Oh my goodness. It just, it kills me. And I don't, my, I know my parents would never, ever, ever do anything like that. I, what I worry about is how I break their heart. I think I, I think they, they love me no matter what. Uh, and they would never cut me out of anything. Oh, but I harder. think that they sincerely, you know, believe I'm making uh, mistakes and like I'm not going to be with them in the celestial kingdom and stuff like that's And I worry about them. I mean, they're do I they do you know hanging up on that? my up, up on my parents wall is a picture of me going into the MTC. It's a plaque. There's a picture of me. And on the plaque, there's like. Uh, Italy where I served and it's got like the dates and my name and stuff. They are so proud. They are so proud that their son mm. served a mission because that's like the epitome of a Mormon parenthood. Your kids have to get go on missions and get sealed in the temple, which I did. And then they are so proud that I got sealed in the temple. Like they and I just I feel like when we were doing if we could talk about that photo shoot again, mm-hmm. I was just like they that name tag meant so much to them that I was wearing. And I feel like they they'll see me wearing that same name tag in like parody photo, that that's yeah. just gonna hurt. They're gonna it's gonna hurt. And so like I was conscious of that, and I uh, was sad. I was sad. I was like I was sad to think about uh, all these people that are gonna. I mean, they there are some people that think less of me, but they really are so minute. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's the people that I do care about that love me that I'm just going to hurt. Like yeah. if you think less of me, I can cut you out of my life. Uh, I don't have to worry about it, you know, yeah. but it's the people that I can't cut out of my life that I know that I'm going, uh, to hurt. That's what's hard. Yeah. But the, 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 that week of the photo shoot, remember that I was also in a weird spot because I'd gotten a phone call from or no not a phone call i was texting this person yeah uh from someone who did mean a lot to me and i felt like they had told me that they loved me like a brother and they were asking they had started this line of questioning about the podcast so i knew where it was going and it pissed me off the entire time and i really hated that it was coming from them and it hurt and so that was all in my mind during the podcast i mean during the photo shoot sorry yeah because that was happening as we were Mm -hmm. yeah but what do you feel like the 
Oh, go ahead. What do you feel like when you say uh, you knew where it was going? Was the implication that you were oh, going to do something not fair to the church? Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. It okay. was just like, well, first they just asked, uh, uh, so what's going on with you? I'm like, yeah. I knew exactly. They had seen the promo that i had been plugging. At this point, we had just released yeah. the picture of cartoon me shooting, shooting cartoon yeah. you up. And what's then, the big deal? And then they asked, uh, so are you still Mormon? Oh, and okay. And I was like, uh... Well, that's a, I mean, a loaded question. Uh, I feel like labels are dumb. And so, I mean, there's a lot of different ways I can answer that question. So I just, I gave him a very straightforward answer where I was like, uh, I no longer uh, believe that that church is true. That's what I said. Because I don't like saying I'm not Mormon anymore because there's a million things about me that are, I feel Mormon. Can yeah. I, am I allowed to hold on to this identity that was my identity my entire life? Do you mind if I continue to to feel Mormon for a little while? Like, just people want, with Mormonism, there's no backslidden. There's no, you either in or you're out. You're And you need to be all the way in or all the way out. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't feel that way. So, so I just you said, consider yourself, you call yourself I, still Mormon. Yeah. I like the, I, when I, uh, I feel like it's just such a huge part of who I am. Like, Hey, uh, uh, it's just so, it's such a huge identifier for me. Yeah. It's huge. It's like if I move, if I grew up in, uh, Alabama my whole life and felt attached to Alabama and then I moved somewhere else and I still, still told people I was from Alabama, even though I haven't lived there in 13 years, no one out there is be like, bullshit yeah yeah uh, huh. uh you know like no one even though you, you know yeah that's how that's how i feel the it's just a part of me it's a part yeah, of my past it it's feels how like I much more of a culture than a religion uh mm-hmm. when i see it through your eyes yeah so i told her and if other people feel differently fine yeah. if you feel like you want to identify as ex-mormon that's how you identify I'm happy for you. I never, I never tell any. If someone tells me they're ex-Mormon, I never correct them. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why I get corrected all the time uh, and be told to to identify myself some in Do you some think other it's because way. Because people feel like you're not representing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The church, right. Yeah, absolutely. So stop associating yourself yeah. with it. Yeah, but it's just like. Uh, but it's your experience. To it's do my experience. You want. It's yeah. my experience. So I t- I gave her the straight up answer of like I don't believe it anymore. And she was like, well, then uh, are you, why are you calling your podcast uh, Mormon and the Meth Head? Are you pretending? Are you acting as if you're still Mormon? And I was like, again, this is another big question to answer. I mean, I'm not acting as I'm still more. I'm just I'm going to be me if that's what you're asking. Or from like, I'm just I'm being 100 percent honest, 100 percent authentic. And then that happens to just not fall into a neat category as nice as that would be. Uh, and like that was just the beginning of the conversation. It kept going. Yeah. It kept going from there. It's like, well, how are you going to represent Mormonism? I had I had someone while I was still like I believe this church is true or whatever. I did a clean set at a sh- at a at a showcase at a festival. I did a clean set where I did uh, jokes about how I'm Mormon, and then this woman bought my CD. Cause she was, and she was Mormon. She loved all my jokes. She loved it. So she buys my CD, and then I get an email from her because. Uh, uh, I swore a couple times on the CD. And I mean, and if you listen to the CD, which I, I hope no one ever does. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, like, I think three times on in like an hour. I know I say shit one time. I say bitches. Uh, that might be it. I don't know. I, I say damn and hell probably. 
uh, and she was like, wrote I this, remember this. She on wrote Facebook. this, yeah, because I put, I was like, I was mad, I was furious. She was like, I imagine my embarrassment when my adult children came over, <laughs> and I play, and I, I, I said, this is a great young man, and I was like, if your adult children <laughs> can't, if you blush at the word bitches in front of your adult children, <laughs> man. But what the kicker is, she said, if this is how you want to be, fine. But you should stop telling people that you're Mormon if this is how you're going to represent the church. Mm. And I was furious. I was so hurt. So, because this has been something that Mormons do to other Mormons. Like people like feel like, oh, well, you're not represent like right now. Like, yeah. Well, you don't you're not representing. Uh, uh, so don't call you. So don't call yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and feel I feel superior. like well, and I'm like, well, no. And I, if I make an argument back about why, well, they're like, well, do you believe anymore? Well, if you don't believe, then don't call yourself Mormon. Okay, but even when I believed, y'all were telling me to stop calling myself Mormon. So what's what's the deal? Even when I believed, you were like, well, stop telling people if that's how you're going to represent yourself. It's something I feel like we are all smart people, and we all know that 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 uh, that people exist on a spectrum, and that they're in individuality, there's room for differences. And I feel like you know. Like in groups, right? Like not everyone from Wisconsin behaves the same way. Right. Not every Republican votes the same way on every. Like you know that within uh, the liberal party, there's a spectrum of people. Some people that lean more towards the center, some people that lean more to the left. But you are all still under this tent. But it's something about our church that the second that we see someone who isn't the exact same as us, or believes the exact same way we do, or practices probably better than practices the exact same way we do, we jump on it. And we're like, well, you, what's wrong with you? I that's like not what that's not what my family does on the Sabbath. Allow for nuance, yeah. And they just, yeah. So, so I, I, I remember being uh, in this in this church where they argued for thirty minutes with each other during Sunday school. Granted, this is in Italy and Italian. I mean, just Italians. I don't know if this would happen in America, but Italians, God, are they so good at arguing? <laughs> and it's just, I've watched so many fights in Sunday school in Italy where I'm like, what the hell? Uh, just people, like I saw a dude just add, like they were just talking about doctrine and it, like in a disagreement, and then out of nowhere, he just insults the man's son. Just, <laughs> He was just like, well, uh, you know, I think that uh, that uh, perfect. It's not about perfection, you know. I think that uh, it's about trying your best, blah blah. And then this guy's like, yeah, you would say that since your son is at home sleeping instead of being here at church. And I was like, oh my god, how the how did we go from to <laughs> zero to one hundred in gospel doctrine so fast, gentlemen? But anyway, I watched these people fight over what was appropriate activities to do on the Sabbath, and they're like, no, 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 no. Because someone was like, I like to go out and, and fishing. And they're like, no, 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 that's a leisure activity. You shouldn't be doing that on the Sabbath. You should just oh, be reading God. scriptures. Like just bullshit like that. Yeah. Right? And so I don't, so that's why I don't take anything from the Mormons that were like, oh, well, I don't think you should be like that. But what's, what, what surprises me is people that are ex Mormon. And this is a very, I feel like most of my ex Mormon friends, are, we're, all, we're all fine. I just, just these internet groups have woke me up to this part. Of, of ex-Mormonism that's a little bit more militant, right? And just yeah. a little bit more upset with people. Like, I haven't had my name officially removed. And I feel like in some people's eyes that maybe I'm just maybe I'm just re doing all this myself and no one really thinks this. I don't know. But, uh, dude, when you... Did you watch anyone get clean 
and like judge them? Did you feel like people got clean and left you behind? Did your friends hate you? Like, I think when it was, uh, I think in my close peer group, I was the first one to get clean and I could be wrong about that. But when people got clean, the successful ones, you just had to completely disappear because the people that would come back and try to hang out, we'd get them high. And so you kind of have to excommunicate yourself. Um, But since I moved 3000 miles away, like I tried to maintain a friendship via this everyone I know, like I didn't, wasn't in contact with my family when I was using. So it was everyone I know uh, and everything I had experienced in the last five years was with these people. And uh, I couldn't get them to talk to me on the phone for five minutes. And oh. uh, I only tried. I have a rejection. They microwaves to uh, reassemble. Yeah, I have a rejection complex. So I only tried for a minute. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to think because I feel like there are people that have more. Um, a lot of people got clean because they went to prison. So we'd lose people to prison. And then those people, like they have more, you know, they've been out uh, longer than me. Um, but that people just disappeared. Like anyone that was successful, nobody successfully got clean and associated with us anymore. You can't. And so then when I would come back and visit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see anybody who was still using because my policy, I, I slowly learned that I can be around, uh, anything, but I will not be around anyone that's high on meth and uh or in a house where i know that there's meth in the house and i feel like i wouldn't be tempted but i just feel like still i rule. would never that's still my rule so i have relatives that do meth and i'm like i can't uh i really liked meth and so i just wouldn't play with fire hmm. Hmm. i feel like you're probably safe from yeah but i i joining mean Mormonism it took t- well it took me years to leave because of that yeah you know uh, so I get that. I totally, absolutely. Interestingly enough, right after that photo shoot, like the next, I, then I, we, we did a show in Portland and then I went up by myself and I did a show in Seattle and then I did another show in Bellingham. And so it was the same, within the same week as that text conversation that really affected me, I, did show, I did jokes and I talk about, you know, uh, doing drugs for the first time because, you know, I was Mormon. I never did it. Now I'm doing it. I think that was like the essence of most of my material that night. And uh, a girl, a pretty young girl came up to me after the show. Uh, it was a 21 and over venue. So she had to be at least 21, but she was really young. Uh, I, I think she was... Uh, probably uh, in college. This is a college town. And she was there with her friend and they waited until after the show was totally over to come up. And well, they were, they were waiting right there for me, but they waited to talk to me. And she said she had been an investigator for four years. Uh, an investigator, someone who's taking lessons from the missionaries and is thinking about joining the church. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a uh, PI. You have told me the story, and I was like, as a weird detail, but the, all right. Yeah. There's <laughs> a Rockford Files, uh, 21-year-old. As uh, a teenager. Totally not I was, I, I was Harriet the Spy. <laughs> um, uh, it sounded anyway. far more nefarious. Okay. Okay, so uh, she... 
from what the idea I got was that she was dating a Mormon probably as a teenager, probably her first. And I mean, that's a long relationship to have as a teenager, four years. And she, uh, sounded like she got really close with this family. And, uh, I mean, and I, now I'm just, uh, inferring my own thoughts, but I just, I know people and know of people that you just, you get you get attached to Mormons. That's why a lot of people join. You have a yeah. great, they have, uh, you know, you have a good time with Mormons and you love them and you're like, okay, I'm happy here. I'll join. Right. So apparently she never joined and she left that. Apparently she was living the Mormon lifestyle though, of not drinking and she was obeying the word of wisdom and not having sex and stuff. And now she doesn't follow those rules anymore. Mm-hmm. And she said, and um, sometimes I get sad and sometimes I'm just not very happy. And I wonder if it's because I sh- like I left all this stuff behind. I was like, was I really happier back then? Was it was I was I happier because I wasn't drinking? Was I happier? I remember being happy there, like in their house with with that boyfriend and, and admiring their lifestyle. And uh, she got really emotional. And wow. she cried a little bit when she and she told me, um, "You're the first person I've ever heard uh, talk about this transition like this, where you you talk about like how like you you made me feel like I've made the right choice." And she like she's like you perfectly summed up those two worlds, and how this one is like this and that one's like this, and you just. You just seem to make sense. Whatever you said resonated with me. Now, everything else that I... That's all she says. Yeah. She leaves it very vague, and then I just fill it in with however I want to fill it in, right? Right. But uh, I don't... Like, we've already covered, I don't sit there and describe Mormon life and then be like, it's so dumb. <laughs> I did do jokes that night about, like, uh, did you, like, about weed? Where I'm like, do you know you could be happy every day? You yeah. can just be happy. You can just smoke this. This is amazing. How how have I not been doing this my whole life? But I had like this, it's, my tone is that of like excitement, yeah. like wide-eyed, naive excitement. Just, and it's the yeah. same way that I talk about all the good stuff in more, like I don't, I try not to shit on it. I talk about, uh, and so I don't know, for me, that was the highest compliment that, uh, she was moved to tears by dumb jokes that I told because it made her feel normal and it made her feel like someone else, uh, understood the process she's been through and it made her just feel at home. And like, that's, uh, that was before the podcast ever dropped. That was before this happened. And it was when I was feeling super nervous about it and how my friends would react. And instead I have gotten like, I got pushed back before the podcast ever happened. Mm -hmm. And that's gone like essentially quiet with this, with a couple exceptions. And instead the first couple weeks, I just was getting emails and Facebook messages and texts from all these people being like, me too. Oh my God. Thank you for making this. Thank you for saying this. I liked hearing you say this. It was actually really, it's been really helpful. Very positive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, been relaxing. Sorry. I got so worked up. I just, it's, uh, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I don't think I have any bitterness about the church. I think I do have a lot of bitterness in just how loved ones and friends 
have talked or thought or like treated me since leaving the church. Yeah. That's what, that's where the, like the bitterness I have comes from. Well, I, I think it, uh, it's a pushback from you uh, in that people are trying to tell you that you can't have your identity like that you have forfeited the right to an identity that you've had your entire life. Yeah. Because like somehow it's, uh, the onus is on you to represent the, the Mormon church and you're not even doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. As, as, as you could be re- representing it much I hate worse. that line of logic. Yeah. I hate it when it's just like, Hey, remember, cause uh, that, that one email is not the only time I was told that. Just hey, remember who you're representing, and I was like, "No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not yeah, representing. It's not, my job. it's not. It's not my job. That's not it. They try to make it seem like that's your job. It's every member's job, and it's not. I'm gonna be me, and I'm gonna do me. And uh, I, I for two years, two every day of my life, I was a representative of this church in an official capacity. I wore your name on my shirt, and I and I conducted myself as such, and I took it very seriously. That was just for two years. Now I'm me. Like yeah. I, uh, I get to, I get to be me and still believe in the in, in the church. Like, uh, I feel comfortable with how I'm acting. Yeah. If I, if I feel comfortable, if I believe that Joseph Smith was a prophet of the Restoration and that it's okay for me to say fuck on stage, that's my belief system. And I'm, you don't have to think that as well. I don't. You know, I feel like. Uh, Catholics don't police each other over every single little uh, thing, different way that they interpret the gospel. Yeah, and Christians Mor- did. Mormons make fun of that. Mormons talk about uh, this isn't uh, a la carte. They're like, oh, we're not like Catholic, not like a la carte Christians where you <laughs> get to pick and choose and blah blah. We gotta follow all of this stuff. And I just I disagree. I think if you that that if you want to believe. That uh, that Nephi was a real prophet who wrote things down on these t- tablets, and also think that uh, that two men can get married. You can think that. Yeah. You can think that. I don't care. Think it. Uh, and everyone just gets so worked up. Yeah. Well, it, it, religion is a is a breeding ground for the worst uh, parts of ourselves, and this was something that I learned about uh, myself in recovery which was that um, I like to go somewhere, learn how it's done, do it exactly how it's supposed to be done, so then I can judge everyone who doesn't do it uh, that way. And I really figured that out about myself in the my first year in the rooms, is what they call it, in like 12-step, because I went in and was like, okay, get a sponsor, okay, do the steps, did the steps, got them done. Like some people take years to do their steps. I got them done so that I could talk shit about people that don't get them done. And... Um, uh-huh. I just like when I first got clean, that's all I wanted to talk about was other people and why everyone else wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Why everyone else wasn't doing everything uh, as good as I do it. And uh, I just loved taking other people's inventory and uh, religion was great for that too. I got, I got so many opportunities to uh, feel like I was better than other people um, and so that, but, uh, but then, and you, they, but you also got the opportunity to act like that was a virtue. Religion gives you the opportunity to act like that's a virtue when it's really just like smug, uh, arrogance born in insecurity. Insecurity. I can't speak for everyone, but for me, religion, I, and I held on to it so tight for this reason is that it was about certainty. It was about absolute. It was, it was truth with a capital T. 
Like this is this is for certain, right? And that's so reassuring to have to just be like, I have the answers. I have them. They're yeah. absolute, right? And I feel like if someone believed differently than I did th- in in my group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh well then that uh introduces this idea well, like well then it's open to interpretation which makes and it's not. a small thing right it's a small thing that they believe differently on it's what they f- feel the sabbath day is for yeah We're like this family plays board games uh on the sabbath day and that family watches tv even though my family says you can't do either because you know like when you're open to interpretation then you have to then say well everything's open to interpretation then then it's like all right well then god is 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 a is a one individual with a body that's a big thing that mormons talk about right mm-hmm. like the the godhead is three separate three separate people in mormonism is like jesus is his own body and god is his own body and you know uh so i'm like well then is that open to interpretation do some could can that and like then you can lose everything yeah if everything's open to interpretation, then you no longer have that absolute. And that would scare me. I want the absolute. That's why I didn't want to give this up. I didn't want to say that it wasn't true because I like that. And so I think that if I had to guess, if I had to play like a psychiatrist or something, I would guess that uh, when people see me like saying I'm Mormon and swearing on stage, that they're like, ha, 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 because it threatens the fabric of their existence. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm cutting Shit. straight to it, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Mormon and the meth head cutting straight through the fabric of your existence. Catch us next time while we stitch it back together. If you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. So read our friends, listen to them talking to Mike. Up to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.